The attitude that everything should be forgotten and forgiven, which would be proper for those who suffered injustice, is practiced by those party supporters who committed the injustice. Hey guys, it's philosophy, we, we think. think. I'm DJ DeMorgans. And I'm DJ Geist. And we are a philosophy talk show who talks we about... We did that backwards, kind of. That's alright, I like right. it. We're rolling with <laughs> it. it. Yeah, That's what we're, we're doing. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's no guests this week. Nope, no guests this week, guys. Technically, didn't have one last week either. Technically, we did. Yeah, he's in talk, but yeah. Um, anyways, guys, how are y'all today? We hope you're doing good on your either ride home or your night out. Um, as I did say a second ago, we are a philosophy talk show. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Theodore Adorno's lecture slash radio speech, uh, the meaning of working through the past. Mm-hmm. But if you guys have any questions. Any. And you want us to answer some uh, burning philosophy questions that you have. That we will be happy to answer. Yeah. It should be itch. It would be itch. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'd be happy to. Just call us at 512-495-5879. That's 512-495-5879. Ah, you did it again. Yeah, did you it did again. it again. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Again. You'll get there. You, you'll get there. By the end of the semester, we're, we're going to be hitting that one crazy, huh? Crazy. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, please do not text us or call us and drive. Yeah. Don't do that. What? I was going to say, or hand your phone to someone else. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, guys. Okay. So tonight we're going to be talking about Theodore Adorno. Yeah. The meaning of working through the past. You heard a quote that I started the show with. Uh, that was from his paper or slash lecture. Yeah, Colin, give us like a little background. Historical context? Yeah, give us a little, little context here of what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. So before we get to this time period, I guess we got pre- to preface that, um, you know, Theodor Dorno is um, from Germany. He's Jewish. He's a philosopher. He's a critical theorist. And he had in the, in the 50s. This is in the 50s. Yeah, the 50s. Did you specify that? Yeah, the 50s. Okay. Well, well um, before that, we need to. Right, 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 right. So, um, like in the you know thirties and forties, um, he had to during the war period, World War Two, he had to you know uh, flee his country because of um, uh, of uh, of Nazi Germany. He's he's Jewish, and he he was um, here in ex or uh, well, I guess it's usually referred to as like a lot of these uh, academics were here in exile or something like that. Um, they were here. A lot of them were here in America, on the east and west coast. And so he's, he's, um, so we flash forward when he's writing this. Now he's concerned with, it's 1950s, and he's concerned with the uh, lingering fascist elements within Italy. Um, Italy, <laughs> Germany. Um, he, and he wants to write this paper so people can properly deal with their past, master it, as he would say. And uh, right. a little more context, there was a party leader um, that uh, got charged with uh, being committing yeah, Nazi war crimes. Right, right, right. And this wasn't a this wasn't a party leader before the war. This was a part or during during the war. This, this was, was a, after. Yeah, this was a party leader after the war. Yeah. When this democracy a, had been set up in West Germany. Yeah, yeah. Who was accused of 
committing war crimes, and it sort of exposed this um, past that hadn't been dealt with and said, hey, like, we haven't just got over the hump. Like, it yeah. didn't, the, that problem of fascism didn't just, like, disappear, disappear. When, when the war ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is, like, when he, he's writing this, and uh, this, as I said in the Instagram post, if you're talking about working through the past, then these things are still exist. Like there's still threats or currents still in the in the in, in society. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so he he discusses a lot of ways in which these elements still of, of fascism still exist in the society, um, particularly the survival of fascist tendencies within the personalities of the general society. Maybe we should talk a bit about that at the time, or maybe we can just throw that to the side and say it's outdated. Yeah, because I think that like gets to his authoritarian personality, and that's like kind of like his like outdated sociology. Yeah, and like it's kind of like controversial, and I, I think he ended up hating it after too. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. So then maybe we should t- move to our next point and talk about. Well, I mean, we we can talk about it because he's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, the paper is like a preface. I mean, yeah. this lecture seems a preface to that. Or yeah. Run, same. Yeah. So he does particularly talk about this uh, authoritarian personality of of people in the German society in the oh, in yeah. Nazi Germany. We should emphasize he's particularly talking about Germany. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like particularly. Talking but it can about be this paper can be applied to anything. Anything, yeah. And, you can well, it okay, US. not anything, but any country that has atrocities. Yeah, exactly. Belt. Think like um, the U.S. Yeah, the U.S. with colonialism. Think like slavery. Yeah, well, yeah, that that as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think one, one example is sufficient. Yeah, it's sufficient. Yeah, it does. Um, but the point being, he's specifically focusing on Germany and their post-war circumstances Mm -hmm. in this paper. Um, he talks about this thing called the authoritarian personality where it looks for a sort of, um, how did he phrase it? How did he phrase it? I'm trying to find it right now. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Authoritarian personalities identify themselves with real existing power, per se, prior to any particular content. So they mm-hmm. look for power before they even have it. Basically, they possess weak egos and therefore require the compensation of identifying themselves with and finding security in great collectives. Mm-hmm. So it's this, it's this lack of individuality that they have to give up because they want and and I may be misinterpreting this this is a bit of my own interpretation but they have to give up this power uh or or their circumstances merit that they have no power and yeah. so they give in to this collective to feel like they have power yeah they, they, um he talks about earlier in the paper like it seems that social alienation is alleviated in this great You got to get closer to the mic closer yeah oh it's it's cuz I had it down yeah um he he mentions early in the paper he says um, these people that have this personality type, it seems, it seems to them, even though if it's like contrived or like like forced, that social alienation has been alleviated or it's gone away right. with, and because of this like a uh, notion of t- togetherness, like this this correct yeah yeah. So it, he talks a lot about the uh, I want to say it's the Wagner period, maybe Viner. Uh, 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 those of you who know your German history will know oh. what I'm talking about. Viner Wagner the the Republic. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what Before, is it? Before, yeah. I have it. Anyways, the point being, there was this laissez-faire period in Germany, and this 
fascism, this national socialism that it was called, brought along a state-controlled government, which brought a sense of security. Mm. That the the way that he phrased it was that it um it uh a. It gave them a sense of protection from the natural catastrophes of society to which they had been abandoned by this laissez-faire. Yeah, and um, he wants to make the point too. Also, is like um, the this the the Nazi government, the Nazi regime, while it caused fear and suffering to um, certain certain groups, certain defined groups, but also protected in um uh, correct uh, made like they. Like uh, yeah, protect them from like the the suffering or whatever yeah. that was happening that could happen in the country yeah. at the time. So like there were certain certain groups, I guess very little. I don't know like the define the, the like groups. the percentages yeah the percentage yeah. yeah. But there was a certain groups that um, didn't feel the what uh um like the Jew- Jewish people or like non straight people or something were right yeah. right. And so th- I had this down as a point for us to talk about later, but I think we can talk about it now. So. The, quarter, the sort of framework of the paper and the way that we're going to be ad- addressing this on the radio show, mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about this for more than an hour for sure. Yeah, um, it's short but dense. Yeah, yeah, it's only 15 pages, but it's it, there's a lot in it. Um, and so we're going to kind of give you guys a, a little packet of, of what we think is the most important stuff, and mm-hmm. we may misinterpret some stuff, and yeah. we may leave some stuff out. Uh, so if we do, we apologize. But... The way we're going to present this and the way that he presents this as here's the problems facing us now, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to cover in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And then here's the solutions or here's ways that you can go about, uh, like, remin- r- r- uh, how do you say it? Reminiscing? No, that's like nah, – No, that's, uh, remedying. Remedying. There we yeah. go. Are you me? Yeah, I'm you. Okay. Um, but, no, you can go about remedying these um, – <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, that's a good. One. A little breakdown. Yeah. Um, these these problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that being said, one of the problems is that we comp we, uh, yeah. the German the, the the German, well I I I think we would apply uh, for yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. for the American situation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um, um, speaking specifically about this paper, the German society in 1959 when this lecture was being given mm-hmm. saw the fascist quality is like, oh, well, life back then was bad. And I viewed his point here to be like a lot of people reminisce on reminisce. See, now I can use that word. Reminisce on the, the, the poor aspects of uh, fascism and say, I would know if I was under a fascist uh, area or life would be bad for me if I was under fascism. And so I don't choose fascism. It's like, and this goes back to the authoritarian personalities. It's like you choose from a menu, which we'll talk about in a minute, but to not in the spirit of not skipping all over the place. Yeah. Like he's saying life wasn't so bad for most people in Germany. Sir, I think there's a certain defined, like certain defined groups. I don't want to say most. Okay, I don't know the exact numbers. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. I, I don't want to say most, but there was a. Uh, I think he might have said most. Did he? Well, okay, we can run with that. Um, uh, I mean, see. it isn't really. This is this is nitpicky. Yeah. Furthermore, it is an illusion to believe that the nationalist socialist regi- regime meant nothing but fear and suffering. Although it certainly was, even for some of its own supporters. For countless. Okay, that's fair. He said countless. For countless people. Uh, life was not at all bad under fascism. Terror's sharp edge was aimed only at a few and relatively well-defined groups. What page you on? Uh, 95. Top of 95. Gotcha. I think I was taking 
this um, this idea of like terror sharp as was was on, aimed only at a few to yeah. mean like well most people fascism. That's kind of interesting. He's pointing out in that quote there is like listen even though some of his own supporters were also facing like um, this fear and suffering, but also there's some of his supporters who didn't face that. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So okay, so that's one of the problems that he lays out. Mm-hmm. Another problem that he lays out goes into this idea of like some of the supporters, right? And this like idea oh. of blame that we give that that scholar sorry we that that scholarly debate in 1959 Germany was giving to the the rise of the fascist regime of the National Socialist Party. Yeah, is was- often turned towards those who tolerated Hitler. Yeah, shifting the blame. Yeah, exactly. And and Adorno says. Hey, uh, it's really hard not to cuss on air, but yeah. like it, it, it's implied. Um, but he's saying, "Hey, like, why are we not paying attention to the people who cheered on Hitler, yeah. who were like, yeah, fascism? Yeah, like, he, he, those are the problem.' He wants to, he wants to give you this rundown. He's like, listen, somehow um, something happens. This 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 distant this um um what are you trying to say? Um, distortion, distortion. There we go. Right. Of uh, I guess rationality or facts or something. Yeah. Um, blame gets shifted. So somehow, um, there's the, he talks about the um, how uh, um, Jewish people will, will blame will get shifted towards them like they did something but they didn't do nothing, and then the the, the blame will get shifted towards the people that tolerated Hitler. But even though like he would say, yeah, they have blame and they need to own up to some of it. But also, we don't. We need to remember that, our like we should. We should also f- focus and not forget about the people that supported, um, exactly uh, Hitler and cheered him on. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- here's the quote. Yeah. And responsibility for the atrocities of Hitler is shifted onto those who tolerated his seizure of power and not the ones who cheered him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- th- agreed. Um, and he goes even further to say that it's not just the people who are tolerated there's even blame shifted to the people who were, were the victims yeah to, to the That's jewish population yeah yeah and the, i think he has a beautiful quote on this sorry guys i know i keep reading y'all quotes but this it's it's really quotable stuff and it's just like a good there's a lot of good quotes in here yeah there is yeah. um but he says a lax consciousness oh yeah consoles itself with the thought that such a thing being the Holocaust, surely could not have happened unless the victims had in some way or another furnished some kind of instigation. Yeah. And this relates back to when we talk about, like, the remedies. Um, also, we can bring that up. But exactly. We'll, that's later in the show. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he, sa- and he, and he, says, he says this in response to the sort of trivialization that is given to the the what he refers to as the administrative murder of millions of innocent people. Yeah, he kind of he kind of popped off on that section. Yeah, yeah, he he did. It was a good section. But basically, what he's saying is the way that these lax conscious this, the lax consciousness shifts blame to the victims is by means of he. It seems to me that he gives two examples. Um, the first is what he refers to as the denial of what really happened. Yeah, that's the distor- the yeah. Yeah, no. this distortion. Yeah. yeah, this denial of what happened. So silly, silly arguments, silly distortions of like, well, no, it wasn't six million Jews that were killed. It was five, five million. million. It's like that's not relevant. Yeah, like not that's really. not. It doesn't even. You're not getting the point I mean, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it, the, the the arguing over the number is like for him it's like that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like not you're even a point. And, and by doing by arguing that you're I, okay. We shouldn't say that we're completely against getting exact numbers. Like yeah, that's yeah. fine. Like there's room for that. But when it turns into a debate in itself, is like that's not the point. It's like go like. Go have your own thing over here, but what we're talking about right now is the mur- the administrative murder of millions, and it's like you're taking away by arguing like, well, yeah, but it was five or six numbers. It's like, no, that's not what we're talking about. You're taking away from the very substance of the argument. What are you trying to read? Uh, the, there's a, the point in the paper where he talks about uh, um, like – creating a, a a guilt balance sheet or something like yeah. that yeah 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 okay so i have that that made I have me think that. of that that, that, that this is really really good yeah yeah this is, so this is the second part so the first one that he says is this sort of like trivialization through argument of like of ridiculous things ridiculous mm-hmm. distortions um but the next thing that he goes on to talk about is the balance sheet of guilt where he says like um maybe we argue okay the germans did terrible things and someone some neo-fascists might respond and say which we're going to talk about in just a second yeah but how that's not what he's really attacking here mm-hmm. some neo-fascists might say um or neo-nazi you good yeah no okay um say something like well yes but america did bad things too or, yeah. the, or more particular i think in this in this context in the, the argument would be that the soviets did bad things too it would be yeah in this case it would be the, the soviets since it was the cold war and then um, East Germany, obviously. So, exactly. So they would be. They would say, "Well, listen, yeah." It's like they, they'd be like, "Yeah, Hitler did all these crazy bad things, but you know, what about the like the Soviets in there?" Yeah. And and, it, and, it, and it's not even like Adorno wants to like, oh, like someone he might say Soviets in the gulags or something like that. Right. And right, it's right. like Adorno might is not even saying like, "Oh, don't ignore that." He's saying, "No, no, no." But, but the, he's like, "Yeah, but the, again, you're getting away from, from the, the point, point at hand." Yeah. He's like, "I'm not saying that they didn't do bad things as well. I'm mm-hmm. saying that that's not justification." Just Justificatory yeah. of the actions that the Germans performed when you're using it that way. It's yeah. like, well, it's a balance sheet of guilt. No, it's not. It's, it's trying just to allevi- it's trying to alleviate that party that committed the, yeah, the exactly. atrocities and also your yourself of exactly uh, of like uh, I guess like your like like own guilt your own guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so moving into that, I want to talk about the next problem, and I know we're kind of moving fast, guys, but like. This is a lot of stuff, and we just kind of got to get through it. Yeah, we got it, yeah. Um, but this this is where he starts. So moving into, or, or uh, as we covered, the uh, sort of balance sheet of guilt and justifying the actions of the Germans through the actions of the Soviets, there is a sort of context that we see here that's similar to with the American uh, justification of the Soviets and the expansion, and the previous justification from the appeasers, Neville Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. And the Chamberlain. Oh, that's where it. Oh, did did we point out that the guilt complex just like trivializes? We're we're gonna talk about oh, that. Gonna, like, that's where I was gonna go after okay, this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, after this. All right. So then I'll just flip pages. Then wait. What? Uh, I'm on ninety. I don't know where the stuff about the the appeasers is. Um, yeah, because I had to reread that a couple times. It's that's just, on ninety four, top and top left of ninety four. It's like a weird. It's it's weird. It's just worded weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, he when he talks about the peasers, it's like the the peasers want to like be like, listen, the peasers want to say we need to worry about the east taking over Western Germany. Yeah. And what Adorno wants to point out is like what people forget is this was originally. Um, um, promoted by 
or I guess yeah, promoted by that works by um ador- uh, by Hitler's campaign. By Adorno. No. <laughs> no, right, right, right. Yeah, by Hitler's campaign. Yeah, that's what Hitler went and said to Neville Chamberlain in Britain. He said, "Hey, the the east is going to come and take over the west of europe and i I need like you need me to stop that essentially yeah and what's interesting what does he say he said he says what is forgotten forgot what is forgotten is merely merely the fact that precisely oh gosh i hate that sentence this threat was first produced by hitler's campaign so the threat of like the east taking the west and who brought up and who brought upon europe exactly what his expansionist war was meant meant to to prevent prevent. yeah so uh, his war ended up doing yeah exactly he was like you need me to not have western europe taken over and then he took over western europe <laughs> like it was like oh. his war did what the east was was supposed to do yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah and so this this similar sentiment is seen in um things like the cold war which that okay so you see, you see you see something like the Cold War and you see this like brinksmanship and this is me go- kind of going off on my own tangent but like yeah. you see this like brinksmanship between America and the Soviets it's like well yeah we're justified in making all these nuclear bombs yeah. because and it's like Adorno's trying to say inherent in that brinksmanship structure yeah. is go- is the the consequence of bringing upon yourself what you don't want to happen yeah um and so he says in reference to this uh, Cold War Uh, attitude is it appears to justify retrospectively hitler's attack against the soviet union Mm -hmm. since the western world essentially defines itself as a unity in its defense against the russian threat yeah which is yeah which is correct yeah it's exactly i mean maybe not so much anymore yeah well maybe you could argue that now i don't know if like yeah but russia now is not the soviet so it's like yeah but so it's like maybe there might be some like, it's a different attitude. It's, it's yeah. not like I can go talk to any guy down the street and they'll be like, yeah, you know, yeah. commies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? I know what you're saying, yeah. Um, it's not like the hot goss. Yeah, it's not the days. hot goss, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, we've got about five minutes, so we got to go to ads, and then we're going to cover resolutions when we come back. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could spend a little more time on stuff that he's covering because I don't think we got to everything we wanted to get to. Yeah. Uh, do you want to cover one more point? You mm-hmm. want to cover the guilt complex? Yeah, so the guild complex is quite interesting. That's back on ninety. Yeah, um, and this we we should say that this is an, this all does relate. We're jumping around, but it all does. It's all it's all collectively Re- yeah. Yeah, not relatable. Related, yeah. Um, so he says like we, we want to call something like we want to call we want to call this like the guilt complex, but the, the word complex pathology. Well, we should say he's talking in reference to what the Germans are. Oh yeah. Feeling, feeling in response to their country's action. Oh, we gotta talk about nationalism too. Yeah, we talk about we'll talk about that when we get yeah. back. He, he's talking about the um, this like collective German guilt. Yeah, and some people in response to the atrocities of World War Two. Yeah. yeah, so he he wants people want to refer to it as a complex, but what the complex does is pathologizes it and trivial. So it, it trivializes it, which turns into a path path a pathological thing where it makes it not um. Like an actual societal ill, it's more of a, uh, I guess like a, a figment, a figment of your imagination. Like exactly, it, it's, it's part like a, it's a mental thing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he phrases it perfectly where he says, um, this complex, which is used to give the impression that the guilt is actually no guilt at all, 
but rather exists in the psychological disposition of the person. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and it, this burn. terribly real past now becomes a figment of the ima- imagination yep. of those who are affected by it. Yep. So it's like by referring to it as a complex, by, by as a guilt complex, yeah, you're saying you're it. saying that's something within you that doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not a part of the the general society yeah it's part of your pat like your, your psychology or, exactly or something like exactly that. Yeah. and this this pathologizing leads to a deeper problem mm-hmm. which is the rem- the d- disremembrance of history or i don't know if disremembrance would D- be the it problem. works um he talks about like forgetting or closing the yeah. book or yeah dis- disintegrate disintegrate integration dis- yeah dis- disintegration of disintegration of yeah. History. yeah yeah and 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 he refers to this um this one tool that we have as the power, right? Like we're kind of powerless. There's nothing that we can do to go back. And there's nothing that the Germans could do to go back in 1959 and change the atrocities. He says that we have one power in our control and that is remembrance. And by giving it, by referring to this collective German guilt as a guilt complex and putting it within the mind of the individual Germans that say that it and, and and referring to it as something that doesn't actually exist yeah and not dealing with it properly mm-hmm. he's saying that we're removed he's like you have one you, know, you got one job you got one job you got one job yeah, we got one. remember the people who are who were murdered and that's, that's the bare minimum for him too also yeah he's like well he said yeah he's saying the murdered are to be cheated out of the single remaining thing that our powerlessness can offer them. Remembrance. Yeah, yeah remembrance, yeah. And you're not doing that when you when you sort of take this guilt and you say, no, you shouldn't feel that. You, should, kinda, you should forget about it's it. It's kind of interesting because it's like sometimes a critique of psychoanalysis is like it pathologizes everything. And this is like a journal who's doing psychoanalysis in this paper is like in some ways like kind of like flipping it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a okay. little tangent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to run a break. Uh, we'll play some ads for you, and uh, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about nationalism. We're going to talk about some other problems. I thought we'd be able to get it all in in 30 minutes. We it's wanted. actually kind of a lot. He covers a lot. He does? That's what I was trying to say. Well, remember when I was telling you before the show when we were talking, you were like, we need to talk about this and this. I was like, dude, we got enough. We got Oh, yeah. We, and I was like, just going, all right, well, I guess we'll do it next time. I'm like, I don't know what you're mad <laughs> for, dude. Like, <laughs> we've got enough. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's just some interesting psychoanalytic analysis points in here about yeah. like repression and yeah yeah we can talk about that when we get back we'll talk about nationalism we'll talk about uh we'll talk about a little uh psychoanalysis and then we will get to the solutions i promise because i know how dissatisfying that yeah, would be the solutions should be faster because he runs it at the end right right 100 percent of what it means to really work through the past mm-hmm. all right guys bye. from you and you're listening to kvrx it's not a phase mom Fall in love with the worst times of your life all over again. The Cringe. Sundays at 5 p.m. hosted by DJ DeChico. And DJ Deep Space, where we embrace all the things we used to hide. Fandoms. Twilight. Minecraft. Creepypasta. Anime. Angsty poetry. Warrior Cats. Only on KBRX 91.7 FM.
about that something on my mind
the one that's gone and left me blue. It is on a moonlight night, the stars shining bright. They whispered from high, your love said goodbye. Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and said goodbye. <laughs> Hey y'all, we're back. What are you looking for? Stuff you Just go to the uh, go to the page eight of the summary. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, that's gonna be the best that we're gonna find. I don't know exactly where it is in the paper. Hey guys, sorry, we're we're a philosophy talk show. Yeah, we're uh, we're guys is, trying to figure out where stuff is right now. Yeah, this is philosophy we think. <laughs> um, I'm DJ DeMorgans. I'm DJ Geis. Wow, DJ Geis is a little scatterbrained right now. Yeah, I am, dude. Um, this, yeah. But no, we're doing good. Uh, if you guys, we're not sure if we're 100% sure if we're going to have full show's worth of material tonight. So yeah. well, if you guys want to call us, yeah, ask some philosophy questions about anything. It doesn't have to be, We're tonight we're talking particularly about Theodore Adorno's, the meaning of working through the past. If you have questions about how does this apply to America, call us. Call us. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any philosophy questions, not particular to this paper or particular to the paper, you can call us at 512. Particular to the paper, please. Okay. Doesn't have to be. Okay. <laughs> uh, 512-495-5879. 512-495-5879. 512-495-5879. <sighs> Yeah. You're getting better. You're getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna. I just need you to sit there all week next week at work. <laughs> just all week. Just five practice. Two, five, yeah. five, 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 um. Anyways, okay, guys. So before the break, we were talking about Adorno's paper, uh, and how he's laying out these problems with the survival of fascist tendencies within democracy. And this it's is the point where we're gonna talk about nationalism and how this still exists. When we're talking about nationalism, it's gonna it's gonna relate to how why this still exists in a country that's democratic. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and I I'm not sure if we clarified that at the beginning of the show, but yeah, this is 1950 uh, Germany. Well, yes, but I I don't know if we I think we probably did, but just to remind our listeners, his his point here is not that it is not the survival of fascism. Oh yeah. In response to democracy. It's hmm. survival. It's the survival of fascist tendencies within, within democracy. Dem- yeah, he wants to frame it differently. So he's exactly. like, "This is the actual threat." Yeah, you're in democracy, and fascism still persists. Fascist Just, tendencies. Yeah, still, still live yeah. on. Yeah, they're still persisting. Persisting. Exactly. Persisting. Yeah. Yeah, and and part of this is the authoritarian personalities that we talked about, but another part of this is the nationalist streak that we see in in Germany mm-hmm. in the 1950s and the 1960s. Um, I, I'll let you talk a little bit about that and what that is if you want national um yeah just this 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 idea of like what nationalism is and how the germans were kind of clinging to it in the sense of this like uh, collective narcissism of wanting to i could i could take it yeah you take <laughs> that one i'm way more comfortable with covering the conditions that exist in the conditions they exist in, yeah, like are like why the why it's why it's still persisting in democracy. The conditions, the fascism, not the it, nationalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, go ahead and cover that. Okay, 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 okay. I mean, it relates to nationalism anyway. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, because it's like yeah, yeah. So he, he, I'm gonna read this quote. It's kind of a banger. 
uh, I shouldn't say that on air. The fascism live, the fascism lives on. That that the often invoked working through of the past has to this day been unsuccessfully and has degenerated into its own character, an empty and cold forgetting, is due to the fact that the objective conditions of society that engendered engendered fascism continue to exist. And you might be like, bro, what are these? What are these? Objective conditions. Yeah. And he points out, yeah, um, they're economic, like um, the economic order, um, and uh, so I guess um, just cat- like wanting for yeah a sort of warmth of togetherness. Yeah, yeah. That we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, and yeah, but this is like a, I guess this is him trying to critique capitalism like subtly through the paper. He's like the right. capitalism is allowing for this, like this how um this economic order and the economic organization modeled upon it. Now renders the majority of people dependent upon conditions beyond their control, exactly, and thus maintains them in a state of political maturity. So the this economic order doesn't allow people to politically mature, basically, and it keeps them dependent upon um, the, the the current conditions. I guess. Yeah. The current. Yeah. Yeah. There was one point. There was one quote. I don't have it on me in the paper, but at some point he he had a really nice quote, in the sense of he uh, he said like you're free in so much as you maintain the status quo and you're free in so much as you relinquish your freedom or something like yeah, that. I he, can't remember. It was a really good quote. Yeah, he says, I, I think I got it. They want they want to live on, then then no other avenue remains but to adapt, submit themselves to the given conditions, so you just accept it. They must negate precisely the autonomous subjectivity to which the idea of democracy appeals. That was dense. So, so, so the notion's like, in democracy, there comes with this, this thought of, with democracy, there comes this thought of like you have... Um, autonomy yeah but for it it's a thought of a system which the people of germany don't the people of germany in 1950 don't themselves feel that they are a part of yeah they don't feel that they're at heart democratic they feel as though they sort of picked democracy which i think is important yeah the the, menu stuff to the yeah to the return to the fascist point of like well once democracy stops stops working i'm not a I'm not inherently a democratic person. I just I can I can ditch it and I can what's yeah. next on the menu? I yeah. can choose from communism. I can yeah, choose. He says what's suitable. It, it's 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 a by like it's like setbacks and it's successes. Like, exactly. Yeah, and that's how they. What's like, successful in the moment? Fascism. Okay, yeah. let's go with fascism that, yeah. because d- democracy is not an expression of my sort of like intrinsic or my a priori personality. Yeah. It just is something that I've kind of chosen because it works. Yeah. But when it stops working. Yeah. So you just kind of accept the conditions under under fascism and just you have to reject this uh you have to negate the autonomy that comes with this thought of democracy. And through this they can preserve only and, and through this he 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 makes this thing he says they they can preserve themselves only if they renounce their self. So this is interesting. That's that, what I was thinking. That, this is I guess this is a sim getting Hegelian, but also like it kind of refers to Italy in a certain sense, because in, in Italian, oh Italy, yeah, uh, in Italian, in Italian fascism, Gentile thought like there was no people; everyone's just one with the state, essentially. Yeah. So it's like you just giving up yourself and your autonomy and who you are, your yeah. self consciousness. Yeah. Spinoza. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that one? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Go yeah. Um, it's just giving up your your notion of yourself and your self consciousness to this uh, this con- collective togetherness. Yeah. Um, the that, collective narcissism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The collective narcissism. Yeah. yeah. But it's also the togetherness too. But yeah. 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 No. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But I think the, yeah. Um. And he refers to this like idea of the return of of fascism as like the collective narcissism. Like, well, we had power back then. Mm-hmm. If 
if things start, if fascism seems to present itself in a way that I can get power again, mm-hmm. I'm I'm down. Yeah, you know that's the kind of like yeah, that's the thought process. Not Peyton saying that. No, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. I've never experienced uh, a true fascist regime, and I never want Let's to. See, yeah, Let's yeah. clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but right. Uh, oh shoot! Before I started laughing and and lost my mind in that thought, I I had a good, I had a good point that I wanted to bring up, but I've it's now slipped my mind. Um, I suppose we can, we can move on. Would you like to move on? Yeah. If you want, you you want to talk more in detail. About, uh, I mean, I kind of talked about like nationalism, but like I think, yeah. I mean, not really. Like it's like adjacent. What I talked about is adjacent to it, but not. I think we kind of covered it. I mean, from what I'm looking at here, mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, this. Well, okay, yeah. There there is some stuff to talk about here. This idea of of nationalism, he's he frames as a sort of um, both up-to-date and obsolete concept. So there is this rise of nationalism uh, in Germany in the 1950s, which is seeking to like restore this German greatness. And this is part of the reason why we get the guilt complex that you're trying to deal away with, because that would, what I think he says, quote-unquote, like harm the German identity. Um, but he refers to this, as this nationalism which doesn't completely believe in itself anymore because it's yeah, not it's objectively outdated. real it's, it's outdated yeah. yeah it's outdated it's it's outdated so he refers to it as up to date and outdated he refers I, to it I was as a little confused on the outdate I got the update but I was going I understand the out of date the out of date what he's saying is like nationalism seems good for the purpose of progressing the interest of your group of people. Oh, okay. Okay. But he's saying that doesn't exist anymore. You have NATO and you have the Warsaw pact. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's saying like America and Mexico now have the same interests. Yeah. Like it's there, there is no, he's not saying America, but he's saying Germany and America, West Germany and America have the same interests. The war pact. There is no room for like, toggling between there's there's minor room but it not it's not as yeah it's not yeah. like you're an independent sovereign nation that exists on its own mm-hmm. and so in that concept like this nationalist idea of restoring a great germany without any other nations is a little outdated not yeah. a little outdated it's out it's completely it's outdated, outdated because uh, these other countries also have the he talks about weaponry like all these countries have the same um like weapon like um same same um crazy amounts of weapon that can do the same kind of like yeah yeah Exactly, exactly. There's no, like, um, there's no hope for restoring, like, a great Germany and just a great Germany without the dependence upon some other nations. Yeah. This is, a, this is like, 101 pol- political signs of, like, globalism. Yeah. And then for the... Oh. The, the out-of-date. The yeah. um, to up-to-date one. Oh, yeah, up-to-date. Sorry. Yeah, the, <laughs> the update one's kind of straightforward. It, he says uh, it's the... Well, he doesn't say. It, it's the psychological power and the forced and the force of tradition behind it. So it's up to date because it still has this power that affects the psyche, I guess, that uh um that um has tra- like it's like in- injecting yeah, f- uh, tradition upon you. Wait, he quotes in the paper how like a uh, um 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 not uh fascism like a uh, I don't have the quote off my I don't have the quote. It's okay. a, it was a good quote. Okay. Well, I I get what you're saying though. It's it's still a call, and did we talk about language? Not yet. Okay, so this is a perfect, this is a perfect uh, transition. Basically, what he's saying is like, language is up to date because it still 
has this psychological drive within the members of the nation to be like, you are a great German citizen, yeah. and so you should have the interest of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's there's tradition. Like, the yeah. tradition and is so, the motivating force. Yeah. yeah, and that can get millions to go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a German, and so I should I should do X, and I should I should be a part of Join the military. Germany. Yeah. Or I should, like, the one Germany. Germany this, yeah. this one you were talking oh, about yeah, in yeah, Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this talks about, this goes into our point about the, 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 harmfulness or the weaponry of language and propaganda and how dangerous language language can be would you let do you i was looking for the quote oh okay yeah, yeah. oh you're still looking for the quote. it was a, it's a good quote it's a good quote yeah but it's not that important can, i think we can yeah we can move on from that i mean where are we at we got 10 minutes nine minutes um so well we talked about nationalism democracy wait we need to talk about language we need to talk about language and propaganda and oh we prop can... well propaganda is, is within the, the stuff about education okay okay that's fair so then let's just move on to solutions yeah we'll spend the last 10 minutes on the solutions that he gives of what it really means to work through the past mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i so in the same uh, I'll, t- I'll take this one because this one's kind of the one i understand the most yeah is like the first the first thing that he thinks we need to do is is proper reeducation or proper education. Oh, that's a that's a that's a risky Contra- take. I don't no, no, like a controversial word, reeducation. But anyways, yeah. Okay, reeducation. No, whatever. Yeah. Education. It's yeah. proper education. Um No, I think in this case it is reeducation though. Yeah, but like without all the negative connotations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that being said, this this education proper needs to be made where it's not a sort of obedient education where you're just simply submitting to yeah. like you do this you come to school at 8 a.m you sit down like what we do now pretty much yeah yeah kind of kind of kind yeah, of kind of it we we there's elements of it yeah in our education now for certain um but the point being obedience-based education breeds problematic people who can go well, I don't know. I was just doing what I was yeah, told to do. Yeah, I'm following orders. Yeah, I'm following I'm a, orders. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've like committed terrible atrocities. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's not good. That's and this is the same manner that Kant actually takes with his education um, methods. Yeah, like they're, they're, uh, yeah the, the summary uh, mentioned that. Yeah. He did actually – he probably a little more detail on that. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was int- I'd, I'd be interested to read. I, I don't know what it would be that Kant wrote that would be his like – theory of like education ed- his ed- philosophy ed- of education yeah philosophy of what would that be philosophy of education yeah i mean dewey has stuff on like philosophy of education so yeah be something like that yeah that'd be interesting anyways the point being education is 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 the main part of like thinking on their own and not an obedient based education and education of psychoanalysis and the ability to reflect yeah. on one's own state yeah, he wants to use psych yeah it, psychoanalysis is kind of controversial nowadays and kind of outdated in a lot of senses but well but i think the yeah. Yeah. Personal but, reflection is yeah, the important part. Yeah, but he wants to use psychoanalysis particularly so you have this personal like reflect like right. this self reflection so you realize these tendencies like, oh I have these, I gotta like Right. I mean I think I think the important part is here is to realize that Malabranche was right. <laughs> and and you just need to retire into the inner dwellings of yourself and meditate and then you'll understand what's up. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's a yeah, joke, guys. But also, um, we should talk about you're talking about education. You got to remember, he thinks in Germany particularly that the purpose of 
education now is to make sure Auschwitz never happens again. And that's like right. a direct quote from yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this can't ever happen again. And he doesn't like doing this stuff because counter-arguments. People want to make counter-arguments, and then this is people doing, you know, shifting blame. and Right, right, yeah. right. 100%. Yeah. Whoa. Um, there's also another thing that I found interesting that he views as really problematic on page 101. Yeah, and right. it's a... It's, I, more so a stop as oh, a solution. Oh, at the end? Towards the end? Yeah, this praising of... Is this what you're talking about? The praising. I, I'll, talking, I'll, I'll, I'll talk on specifically what I'm talking about. And then I want to can... talk about this at the, at the end of 101, but you go on about that, yeah. Uh, essentially, he views it as a real problem in post-war Germany that they're giving specific accomplishments to Jewish people. They're, they're giving specific speeches about how amazing jewish people are because what oh, it does yeah, is this, yeah. it sets apart jewish people from other people it allows the fascists to think there and is it allowed, to yeah it, it it already sort of wedges in the way that a, a nationalist attitude wedges a difference between the germany the one germany, germany yeah. and all of the other nations which it is, wedges this what's that that's an interesting like uh, take i think nowadays we would be okay with recognizing in some instances like recognizing yeah, yeah yeah it is it is interesting, but I also think he has a good point. Mm-hmm. I think he has a good point that it's like when you when you recognize Jewish achievements specifically, you're you're like giving fuel to the fire to say, like you're giving fuel to the to the fascist fire, yeah. the neo Nazi fire. Well, not the neo Nazis because that's not what he's concerned with, yeah. but to this collective narcissism to be like, well, they're other than me. It's like if we just view them as one, like just we're we're all like mensen, we're all people, you know? Yeah. I think the point I want to cover here towards the end, and I think I think this is, I think this is really good. He says I do not believe that too much will be accomplished by community meetings, like you know between yeah, yeah, between yeah. young Germans and young um, Israels. He say uh, Israels, uh, Jewish Israelis, people. Israelis, um, Jewish people. Um, he says this 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 is not going to work. He wants yeah. to say what happens is it's like a shifting the blame thing again. It's like. Um, if if you do this, this makes the the the, the young Germans think that like, oh, there is. Um... I don't I don't know if that's what he was saying here. I think what he was saying is that you're not going to be convinced by particular cases like meeting an Israeli or seeing a picture of Anne Frank, and because all that the all that the fascist is going to do is sort of find a way to cope and justify their system in their head. While maintaining like the newfound knowledge and being like, well, this guy's cool, but all the other ones, like he, his point there is to say it's not the meetings with Israelis that's going to help, because then they're just going to justify it through particular instances. What's really going to help is if you point out to them the processes by which they've come to the conclusion that they are that they are an anti-Semite, and then. Show them how that process, which they are operating under, leads to an internal destruction. In the same way that the appeasement led to an internal destruction of Western Europe. I think, yeah, but I, I for some reason, I drew a connection between that and then the um, blaming the victims thing. Um, I, I can't remember. There was something else I was reading on after, but I can't remember. So I'll just go off the top, and you can just disagree with me. Um, well, I think I think I, I can see where you would take that because he says all too often the presupposition is that anti-Semitism is some essential in some essential way involves the Jewish people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, think I don't, 
I think he was suggesting like this this meeting would su- like somehow suggest that right like there. I don't. I I think what he's getting at there, and this will be our last point. Okay. Um, and then we can give like a wrap up. Okay. But I think what he's getting at there is that it's anti-Semitism is not is not a Jewish thing. It's it's like a hater thing. Like it's it's a it, fascist. It's thing. a fascist thing. Yeah, yeah. Because he goes on to say. The jo- there's like he talks about a joke basically. Oh yeah, if if um if uh Jewish people didn't exist or something like that, um, then the fascists would have had to make them up. Yep, yeah, and which means that it's like haters are gonna hate. Essentially, is what he's saying. Like yeah. he's just saying like if there wasn't a group to hate, they would have just made a group up. It's it's about the hate. It's not about it's not about the the Jewish population. Uh, yeah, and no. so anti-Semitism involves the hate. Yeah, and yeah. that's why you need to show them, here's the process that you come about that. Here's the psychological process yeah, yeah. that makes you come about this where, that yeah, hateful. Yeah, psychoanalysis would come in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why I drew a connection to the... Um... I mean, I could see. I, could see I, I, I think there is like some connection there. I'm not sure that he's explicitly making it. Yeah, explicitly. That, 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 that would just be my interpretation. Yeah. But also you're right that... The, the hate has nothing to do with I guess my point was like the hate has nothing to do with uh, right it has nothing to do with the uh, Jewish people themselves it has to do with the people like call it like the the, the Nazis or whatever yeah um but what happens is I, my thought was what happens when we have these meetings it, it would somehow um reinforce that it would reinforce the the the, the fascist mindset about right, right, right. how it's 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 not really it, it's Anti-Semitism doesn't have it's not about Jewish people; it's about them. But it reinforced their mindset that it is right. about it is about Jewish people. Right, right. Like okay, that. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that I think we sense. closed it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so the real solution is to educate based on reflecting on oneself mm. and and to have freedom of thinking based education, not obedience. Yeah. And working through the past means those two things, as well as solving the problem by showing people the processes that lead to destruction and not praising the jewish population because that's not what anti-semitism is it's about hate yeah it's about hate yeah yeah it's about hate and not and not another yeah and Um, then mass he calls this mastering the past not working through it yeah which doesn't really i mean right right right. straightforward you're right right. all right guys kisses we love you dj morgan's getting out of here dj guys getting out of here uh we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight and what we are gonna do is see you guys next week at 9 p.m what are we going to be talking about? You got any idea? No, I don't got no idea this week. Probably Malabarunch. Probably. I, I just did this to so throw like a wrench in our, our ethics. Yeah. This is this is DJ uh, Guy's thesis stuff, by the way, y'all. Um, kind I mean, of. yeah, kind of. Kind of. All right, guys. Have a great night. Mwah. Mwah. He did talk.